0: Hello everyone, this is Tyler Feinstein on Season 1, Episode 5 of Talk with Tyler, and today we have a very exciting episode. I've been very thrilled about making this podcast, is UAB Blazers football head coach candidates. In case you didn't know, UAB's current head coach, Bill Clark, had to sadly retire due to back issues. He went 49-26 and 26 in six seasons at UAB, won two conference. Conference USA Championships and even a bowl win, which is the only one UAB still has to this day. Now, um, before we um go into the candidates, we need to kind of kind of go over a little bit of history, not too much history, of how of how we're here. So UAB <coughs> Oh geez, I had a very sore throat there. Um, UAB, before their revival in 2017, were frankly very bad. They only had one bowl game in 15 years, and the one time they made a bowl, they had future NFL star wide receiver Roddy White on the team. After 2004, though, they would not return to a bowl game until the 2017-18 season when there was revival. But before that, they had to shut down the program for two years due to dwindling attendance and a very lackluster product on the field. And also being in a very outdated stadium in Legion Field, which had way too much seat capacity for a school that not as many students go there. I don't know what their enrollment is, but I definitely know it isn't 73,000. Ridiculous. But ever since the revival, they have been very good. They, they've come off five straight winning seasons. And overall, the team is trending upward. The job benefits for this job include, again, just like I said, five consecutive winning seasons, which is great for any program. They're located in a very nice recruiting area. And they are going to get a brand new stadium called Protective Stadium with a 47,100 seat capacity. In addition to this, um, They will be transitioning to the American Conference, which is an improvement of Conference USA. You play better teams, you get more revenue, and you get more TV games. And the culture has been the strongest in team history as more fans are attending the games. And the facilities overall look a lot nicer. So there is actually a lot to look forward to for any one of these candidates to be the UAB head coach. So we're going to go over this by categories. Now, the first category only has one candidate in there, and that is the familiar one, and that is UAB Offensive Coordinator Brian Vincent. Brian Vincent is now the interim head coach after Bill Clark retired, and he will get the chance to win the head coaching job at UAB. It's going to be his fifth season with the program. He's been there pretty much almost ever since Bill Clark was hired other than his first year. Um, super familiar with the ins and outs of the program. Pretty much knows the whole facilities, the football team, the area, you name it. Now, his offensive coordinator record isn't the best. They've averaged around 30 points per game the last two seasons, which isn't bad. Um, the main thing that's been the issue for them has been quarterback play. They've had a bunch of blah quarterbacks. quarterback. They had A.J. Early, Tyler Johnston the third. Bryce Lucero, I'm sorry, no offense to any of those guys, but none of them had the franchise signal-calling traits to lead this offense. However, Dylan Tompkins did step up this year and had 18 touchdowns to seven picks and limited playing time, so maybe he is finally the spark they need under center. The positive about Brian Vincent's offense is they've always had a strong run game. They had Spencer Brown for four seasons. He was a very good running back for them. And then now they have a really good running back in Dwayne McBride. So this is sort of like the un, not very flashy, just safe interim hire if he does well, which obviously I'm rooting for him to do. Well, I'm not rooting for him to fail. It just wouldn't be my favorite hire. And he is currently 46 years old. So in that kind of sweet spot when you're hiring a new head coach around anywhere from your early to late 40s, but he's the only one in this category as, well, he's really the only familiar candidate with this entire program. Now we head to the long shots. These are coaches, they're more position coaches that I think have a chance that would be interested in the job if UAB ever offered them to, mainly for their traits and developing certain skill positions. First, we are going to go over a pretty long list of Alabama coaches Um, assistant coaches, I mean, and we'll start with Alabama wide receiver coach, Holman Wiggins. In his playing days, he was a three year starter at New Mexico. And he's developed a lot of really good talent at Alabama, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, and Calvin Ridley being notable examples. He's in his third season with Alabama. Um, he was the running back coach at Illinois State from 2006 to 2010, running back coach at Tulsa in 2011, then he went over with Justin Fuente to coach the Memphis Tigers from 2012 to 2015, and then also followed Justin Fuente to Virginia Tech from 2015 to 2018, and in 2019 to now, he's been at Alabama. Um, everywhere he's been, the offense has improved considerably, especially at the receiver position, and has developed some of the best skill position players at multiple programs, and he's a solid recruiter. He does have no head coach or coordinator experience, and he's relatively young at 42 years old. To me, this would be more of like sort of like an exciting sort of like hyper offense sort of kind of coach. Um, UAB's actually had some solid receivers. They had Austin Watkins, Trey Shropkin, Shropshire, who is currently their leading receiver, is pretty solid as well. So they definitely can get the talent. Again, Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, all those type of cities have a ton of really good high school football talent. Now here's the thing with Holman Wiggins, though. It's kind of interesting. Um, He has six kids, four daughters, two sons. And you're like, Tyler, why are you bringing that up? Why? Six kids. Well, think about it. That's a lot to move from one place to another when you're getting a head coach job or any different sort of coach job. You're going to have to travel at least a decent amount of distance, get all your kids out of school, and re, you know, re-put them in new schools and of the sorts. But in this case, he wouldn't have to. He's moving only from Tuscaloosa to Birmingham, which they're literally in the same state, so he basically doesn't have to move much at all, and he doesn't have to move his kids, his wife... He doesn't. So I think overall, this would be a very unique fit. I think this is actually a position coach that could actually succeed at UAB. He'd be a good recruiter with better facilities, a much prettier football field, and moving to the American Conference might be very intriguing for Mr. Wiggins. Next up, we have Alabama's running back coach, Robert Gillespie, he spent two seasons in the NFL from 2002 to three. He was a four-year letterman at Florida from 1998 to 2001, also helped Florida win an SEC title in 2000. He started out his career as a graduate assistant slash running back coach at South Carolina from 2005 to 2008, then went to Oklahoma State from 2009 to ten in the same role and also had the same role at West Virginia from 2011 to 2012. And also the same role from Tennessee from 2013 to 18. And he was recently the North Carolina running back coach from 2019 to 2021. He's produced a whopping 12 NFL draft picks. The most notable including Alvin Kamara, Javante Williams, and Michael Carter. He is also 42 years old, just like Holman Wiggins. And has no head coach or coordinator experience. But he's sort of like, I could see him being like the Charles Huff of this cycle, sort of. There's also another guy who I think can be that. I'll get to him later. Um, if you didn't know, Charles Huff, he was Alabama's previous running backs coach before Robert Gillespie took over, and um, he was seen as an elite recruiter. And he's done had a pretty solid first year at Marshall, led them to a bowl game. Were very competitive all throughout the year, and has one of the he's already molded one of the best running backs in the country and Rashim Ali. So I think Robert Gillespie, who could really thrive at UAB, knows the area. And UAB is already a run-heavy team. It's not like they're going to have to switch much on offense. And again, this guy can recruit exceptionally well, especially given, like I said, the new facilities, the new football field, and the new conference. I think Robert Gillespie to UAB is actually a pretty solid possibility. I think would be a very intriguing hire. Next up on the list, we have Alabama's defensive line coach, Freddie Roach, so a defensive-minded coach, which what Bill Clark was. He knows Alabama actually better than almost any of these guys. He was a four-year Letterman linebacker at Alabama from 2002 to 2005. Then he was a strength and conditioning coach at Alabama from 2008 to 2010. And then he kept his defensive line and strength and conditioning coach duties at both East Mississippi Community College and Murray State. Um, and then he went to South Alabama for two years to coach defensive linemen and linebackers. And notable players he has developed are Breland Speaks, who was a second-round pick, Marquise Haynes, who I think was a third-round pick, and Christian Barmore and Fedarian Mathis, who were both second-round picks. He's 39 years old, so he's three years younger than our previous two entries. He's extremely familiar with the Alabama area, a strong recruiter, however, no head coach or coordinator experience, but I think maybe a defensive-minded coach is what UAB could want, as they've been a very defensive-minded team. Their defense has been way better than their offense, and that's how they've won a lot of football games, and a lot of football games, again, especially with defense, are won in the trenches, which is Freddie Roach's specialty, along with overall linebacker and the front seven. So I think this could also be a very intriguing hire as well. Um, The final Alabama assistant on here is Alabama's new cornerbacks coach, Traveris Robinson. He was a four-year player at Auburn from 1999 to 2002, a first-team All-SEC player in 2002. He played two seasons in the NFL for the Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so a little bit of NFL experience. Then he was a graduate assistant, went back to his alma mater at Auburn from 2006 to seven. Then he started to flip-flop from places. He was the defensive backs coach at Western Kentucky in 2008, then went to Southern Mississippi in 2009 to be their cornerbacks coach. Then he went to Texas Tech in 2010 to be their defensive backs coach. And then he was at Florida a little bit from 2011 to fourteen in the same position. Then he got... Um, the defensive coordinator and defensive back coach job at South Carolina from 2016 to 2020. And South Carolina in that time actually had some pretty solid defenses, some very sturdy defenses, and developed some pretty damn solid players. Then after Will Muschamp was fired, he was not retained. So he went to be the defensive backs coach at Miami in 2021. And now he is at Alabama. Alabama. He has a lot of ties all across the South, is considered an elite recruiter, and notable players under his watch or yeah, include J.C. Horn, Israel Mukwamu, Matt Elam, also others like Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, mainly Javon Kinlaw in that group as well. Um, however, he does have no head coach experience, though he does have coordinator... Blech. Oh, my God, my tongue. Coordinator experience over our other candidates. And again, another defensive-minded coach, UAB has had one of the best pass defenses in the country over the past five seasons. So it kind of fits to their strength. And especially a former, you know, a former player in the state, I think would go really well for this team. And, hey, maybe he can attract a few four-star recruits. Here's the other guy I was mentioning when it peaked. When it came to the next Charles Huff, um, Georgia running back coach Dell McGee. So he played running back at Auburn from 1992 to 1995. Um, he played a bit in the NFL from 1996 to 2000 and in the XFL in 2001. Then he went to Harris County high school to be their defensive backs coach in 2002. And in from 2003 to 2004, he was the Greenville high school defensive coordinator then, he actually got a chance to run his own high school football program at Carver Columbus High School from 2005 to 2012. He had a spectacular 75-19 and career record there at Carver Columbus. They won a title in 2007, and after seven seasons there, he went to become an Auburn Analyst in 2013. After that, he would coach Georgia Southern running backs from 2014 to 18. And from 2019 to current, he's been Georgia's running back coach. Um, Well-respected, great recruiter, knows the Georgia and Alabama area as well. And again, he'd keep UAB's offense to their strength. A run-heavy team that runs and pounds the ball, wears you out. So the scheme wouldn't change overall that much, which would be very good for the players. And he's developed some very good running backs. DeAndre Swift and James Cook are the most notable. And also Elijah Holyfield, which is Evander Holyfield's son. So I think overall, this is a very similar one to Robert Gillespie. He's 48, so he is a little older, but still fairly young. So I think also Del McGee could be also a very solid hire for UAB if they want to keep with that run-heavy scheme. Next one is maybe the most interesting ones of the position coaches we have here. He actually just recently got hired at Nebraska. His name is Mickey Joseph. So, he um he played at uh, Omaha North um from 1995 to 06. Then in 1997, he he um got his first coaching job as a grad a RGC, whatever that is. Then he went to Archbishop Shaw High School, where he became the quarterbacks coach. And in 1999, he became a graduate assistant for the Tulane Green Wave. After that, in 2000, he was the wide receivers coach at Alabama State before heading off to Nickel State to be the quarterbacks coach for three seasons from 2001 to 2003. After that, he went to Central Oklahoma to be the running backs coach for two years and in 2005 to 2008, he went to Desire Street Academy. Um, and after that, he actually became a head coach for the Central State Football League. I know, it's a league you've probably never, ever heard of. But he was the head coach for Langston from 2011 to 2012. And he actually won a championship there in 2011s. So he actually does have a championship experience unlike the other candidates on this list in 2013 he would go to Alcorn State to be the assistant head coach wide receivers coach and special teams head coach and in 2014 to 15 he would be the wide receivers coach and special teams coach for Grambling State after that he'd spend one season as Louisiana Tech's running backs coach and from 2017 to 2019 he was LSU's wide receiver coach and coached some excellent players um. Actually, my bad. From two thousand seventeen to two thousand twenty one, he developed some great players like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, um, Kayshawn Boutte, and those are the main guys. But an excellent track record to say the least, and also Terrace Marshall, who was a second round pick, and in two thousand twenty two to present, he is. Um, Nebraska now so he should do well for them um oh he has a 13 and 7 record in college again at the Central States Football League he is 54 years old so older than the other guys but I think overall his offensive background and overall his reputation as a very strong recruiter and just a guy that actually has head coach experience even won a championship and is skilled with all the different positions on offense, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, I think this could actually be a very interesting fit for UAB and actually be a surprise hire next year. Again, we're talking about next year because Brian Vincent is going to be the interim head coach this year, but this is if Brian Vincent doesn't keep the job or if there's other stronger candidates out there. Now we move on to the intriguing coordinator options. These are guys, I think, that have a stronger chance to get the job. And I still think they'd be very interested in the job. Next up, we have a pretty old name. He's been around football for a long time. And he is Georgia Bulldogs offensive coordinator, Todd Monken. Um, This guy has been to a lot, and I mean a lot of different places. He started out as a graduate assistant at Grand Valley State from 1989 to 1990. Then went to Notre Dame, where he held the same position for two seasons. After that, he became Eastern Michigan's defensive back coach, wide receivers coach, quarterback coach, and offensive coordinator from 1993 to 1999. Then he would spend the next two seasons as Louisiana Tech's running back slash wide receiver coach. Then he went to Oklahoma State as their pass game coordinator slash wide receiver coach from 2002 to 2004. And held the same position at LSU from 2005 to 2006. In 2007, he would take a jump to the NFL where he'd stay with the Jaguars up until 2010 as their wide receivers coach. Then he went back to the college ranks and got to be Oklahoma State's offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach from 2011 to 2012. And then in 2013, he would actually be hired by Southern Mississippi who embraced on um, one of the worst seasons ever as they fell to a pathetic 0-12 season and had to rebuild from the entire ground up. His first year, two years were pretty horrible as the team went 1-11 and 3-9, but they made a major jump in year 3 and went to 9-5 and even got to the Conference USA Championship game. After that, he was seen as a good enough option to be hired as the offensive coordinator slash wide receivers coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 2016 to 18, where he got to spend time with guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Then after that stint, he went to be the Cleveland Browns offensive coordinator for one year. And then ever since, he's gone back down to the college ranks to be Georgia's offensive coordinator. He has ties across a ton of places. And he actually has years of NFL experience, which I think would also be attractive to go along with new facilities, a new stadium, and a new conference in a very fertile recruiting area. So, and he, And it's not like he's unfamiliar with building a college football program. He built Southern Mississippi from a complete joke into a solid team. And I'm sure with more resources at UAB than he would have made back then, I think this could be an excellent fit for the Blazers. He is 56 years old, so a little older, but I still think you still have a lot of time. Next up, we have one of the youngest, actually the youngest candidate on this list, and that is Georgia co-defensive coordinator, now I think full-time defensive coordinator, slash inside linebackers coach, Glenn Schumann. Um... Schumann's actually only been to two programs, basically. He was an Alabama undergraduate analyst, graduate assistant, director of development slash associate director of player personnel from 2008 to 16. Then he became the Georgia co-defensive coordinator slash inside linebacker coach from 2016 to 2022. So he's only been to two places. However, those are arguably the two best places in all of college football, has developed multiple NFL draft picks, including Quay Walker, Nicobe Dean, Channing Tindall, Roquan Smith, and Tay Crowder. The Bulldogs have had an elite defense under Glenn Schumann, as they had the best defense in the country last year, knows the Alabama and Georgia areas very well, and is a solid recruiter. Now, 32 is very young, super duper young for a coach in any profession. So this could be a bit too early for Schumann, but he already has a very impressive track record despite his extremely young age and I think could be a very interesting hire. Basically, would be somewhat of a poor man's Dan Lanning and a lot of people like Dan Lanning as a coach candidate. A ton of people like Dan Lanning and he got the organ job. So maybe he's primed for bigger things in the future, but I think UAB would be a very unique spot for him. Keep that defensive-minded mentality... Rough, scrappy defenses. And you're definitely able to recruit talent, especially in the Deep South area. Again, in Birmingham, where you have all these shiny these shiny new things, all these shiny new stuff you get to play with. Um, next up, we have somewhat of a controversial guy. Um, and this is actually Art's Bryle's son, Kendall Bryles, who is currently the Arkansas... Razorbacks offensive coordinator. Yes, he is the son of Art Bryles. um He was Baylor's offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach, and quarterback coach from 2008 to 2016. But after the whole dilemma with Art Bryles he left and went to become the offensive coordinator slash QB coach for Lane Kiffin in 2017 at Florida Atlantic. After that, he went to Houston, where he held the same position. And in Florida State, he'd stay there for one year doing the same thing. And since 2020, he has held the role as Arkansas's offensive coordinator. Now, he could not be hired due to what his dad did, but I feel that's somewhat unfair to Kendall. Because I don't think, unless I could be completely wrong, I don't think he directly took a part in anything, and he shouldn't be blemished for what his dad did. Him and his dad are two completely different individuals and Kendall Bryles had nothing to do with it, so I think that's a bit unfair to him. He's seen as one of the brighter offensive minds in college football and has developed K.J. Jefferson into an NFL-caliber draft pick. And K.J. Jefferson, to some, is a dark horse Heisman contender. He's very young at 39 years old, has connections all across the South. He doesn't have any head coach experience, however. But I think overall, this would be an, a definitely a different hire for UAB, especially because he's been a bit more pass-heavy. But I think overall, it could work. UAB can definitely get the athletes, especially now that they couldn't back then, to run a more pass-heavy, like, explosive offense. And I think he can definitely get, especially since he's been working with quarterbacks for so long, He also spent time developing Robert Griffin III as well. So I think that he can develop quarterbacks at a steady rate, which UAB has lacked for a long, long time. And I think overall the entire offense would definitely be given a boost. Um, The final one in this coordinator-ish section is Houston defensive coordinator Doug Belk. Now he is also one of the very youngest on this list. Glenn Schumann only being younger is the only one that's younger than him. He is 34 years old. He played quarterback and wide receiver at Carson Newman. Then after his playing career was over, he was the Valdosta State Valdosta State um special teams and defensive back coach from 2011 to 13 before he became an Alabama graduate assistant from 2014 to 16. After that, he went to West Virginia, where he was a cornerback coach from 2017 to 2018. Um, and now, he, since 2019, he has helped Houston build a steady turnaround to one of the best defenses in the entire country. So, he has deep ties from all across the area, Georgia, Texas, and Alabama mainly. Along with a little sprinkle from the northeastern-ish side in West Virginia. And again, this is another defensive minded coach. One of the young. He's in kind of the same boat as Glenn Schumann. I don't think it. I don't know if he has the same resume as Schumann, but he still overall has a very good resume. A very young coach. And overall, with all of UAB's benefits that they're about to get, I think he could definitely thrive as the Blazers head coach. Now, our final category we get onto here is the veterans. These are guys that have a ton of experience but remain on the coaching market. And I think overall would be home run hires for UAB if they got one. First one we have is actually a recent FBS, um, a new FBS member in James Madison's coach, Kurt Signetti. He is 131 record as a head coach, 33 and five at James Madison. He developed Cole Johnson into a crazy quarterback. I want to say he had like 41 passing touchdowns to like three picks. It was nuts. James Madison's offense was very lethal over the past few years. Um, they're transitioning over to the Sun Belt, so that will definitely be interesting. And he did a good job after keeping James Madison relevant after Mike Houston departed for East Carolina and overall he also had other stops as a coach at 2017-18 at Elon and 2011 to 16 at um what is it NCAA at IUP who is considered one of the better programs at that level and he also has some experience in the Alabama area as he was actually an Alabama wide receivers coach/recruiting slash coordinator from 2007 to 2010 um, if UAB wants to go the very experienced route, kind of like they did, actually, with Bill Clark. Bill Clark was at Jacksonville State before he went to UAB. This could be a certain hire. Jacksonville State, at the time, was an FCS powerhouse, and James Madison was an even better FCS powerhouse. Now transitioning to the Sun Belt, where I think they can compete right away. So... I think overall, if they want to go a very experienced one, this is the guy. He is 61 years old, but again, like I just said, if they want to experience maybe for the short term and then have some long-term guy as the successor, that could work as well. Next up, we actually have a coach who just recently got fired, and that is Justin Fuente, the former Virginia Tech and Memphis head coach. He has a 69-54 and overall record as head coach. He helped out Memphis, so he sort of knows the area of the American. Went twenty six and twenty three there. However, won um nineteen games in the past the last two seasons. He was the Tigers' head coach and built Memphis into an AAC contender. He was also the TCU offensive coordinator during the Andy Dalton era at TCU, where TCU was absolutely dominant and absolutely crushing every opponent they went up against he did fizzle out at Virginia Tech he started out very strong with a 10 win season and a nine win season but then they won like what was it like seven and six and like eight games and then this year is fired after like a five win season so that isn't good for him but I think rebuilding a track record at UAB could definitely be easier for him again like I said with all the new tools at their disposal And surprisingly, Justin Fuente, for a guy who's been around for a decent amount, he's only 45, which is still young for a head coach. So I think that Justin Fuente, like he did with Memphis, could do with UAB, but in my opinion, he'll have more resources at UAB. UAB isn't in a rebuild mode scenario like Memphis was. This is a team that still has a good amount of pieces to compete to compete for conference titles, so I think Justin Fuente would actually be a very solid fit. Even though he doesn't know exactly the Alabama area, he knows the area around it. Um, being a former American Athletic Conference head coach, so I think overall it'd be a solid fit. Now, the next one is gonna um, turn some heads. This is one of my most controversial. Um, picks on the list. And it's Bobby Petrino, the Missouri State head coach. And you're going to tell me like, what, Tyler, Bobby Petrino? That dude is nuts. But I, uh, hold on. Let me explain my reasoning here. And you'll understand what I'm saying. Now, Bobby Petrino has been in controversy. He had that weird affair with an Arkansas staffer a decade ago. And it was a bad look. It was a very bad look. And he also quit... On the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL. So that's two strikes against him. However, those both were an extremely long time ago. And people forget. People can change. And he hasn't been in any sort of issues for a long time now. So I want to say at this point, he's kind of learned from his mistakes. And now he's at Missouri State with a 13-8 and record. Now, 13-8 and might not sound exceptional. It isn't. But Missouri State before Bobby Petrino was garbage. Like, like, holy crap, this team was absolutely dreadful. They went from 2014 to 2019, they went 17 and 50 and were horrible. And at that point, they hadn't had a winning season since 2009. Bobby Petrino went 5 and 5 in year one. And then, yeah, 5-5 five and five in year one, and they were like 8-3 and three in year two. I mean, that's very impressive. Um, like, very, very impressive for a team. Like, he just got there. He only got there two years ago, and he's already turning this team into an FCS playoff team. But, obviously, this isn't where Bobby Petrino is most known for. He's more known for his stints at Louisville and Arkansas, where he consistently had him ranked within the top 25. Um, And he has ties all across the country. Like, if you look up this dude's Wikipedia, he has, like, ties in Idaho, Arizona, Nevada, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisville, like I just mentioned. This dude has been almost all over the place. Like, and he actually also had some NFL experience as some uh, being a position coach as well. And I think he would like to jump back up to the FBS level, and especially for a program with UAB getting all these shiny new toys, I think he would love that opportunity. He is an excellent offensive mind, knows how to develop quarterbacks um, like Lamar Jackson. And... I think he can definitely have a, can go on a tear if he were to take the UAB coaching job. He is 61, but in my opinion, who cares? If the UAB goes on a tear for five years where they're winning 9 to 11 games every year, they're not going to be complaining. They're going to be killing you in the AAC. If, in my opinion, this is one of the best hires UAB could do um, if he's interested in the job, obviously. Next up, we have a very familiar name within the college football coaching world who was kind of a bit of a darling a bit for a while, and that is TCU head coach Gary Patterson. Now he is a Texas assistant head coach. He went 181-79 and record as TCU head coach. Um, He led TCU through multiple conference transitions. I want to say they were in the whack. Then they went to Conference USA. Then they went to the Mountain West and now currently reside in the Big 12. A very good recruiter. And he did the most but not the most. I know he said he was a good recruiter, but they weren't the best recruiting in in their own state. Texas almost always recruited better. And same with Texas A&M and even Baylor when Baylor was a really elite team. I don't know they're becoming that, but this is when they were consistently killing it. Um, The teams almost always competed at the highest level, no matter who they were up against, a ton of experience, and one of the best defensive minds in college football, and especially knows the Texas area extremely well. I believe he can easily grab a, some four stars from Texas and keep UAB's defensive-minded mentality Um, while hiring good assistants, and I think just his name will attract some recruits. This guy is a football coach through and through. He's 62 years old, but again, I could see this being a Bobby Petrino hire. He stayed there for like five, some some odd years where they're just dominant, nine to 11 wins, and just absolutely go on a tear. So I think overall, this could be an excellent hire if it comes to fruition, which honestly, I wouldn't put it out of the question, to be honest. Um, next up, we also have a somewhat familiar name, also from a Texas area, and that is uh, Tom Herman, the former Texas Longhorns and Houston Cougars head coach. Um, again, he's he actually did a pretty solid job at Texas. I know there were some games they should have never lost, but he still won a pretty damn solid 32-18 and 18 at Texas, and he was excellent also at Houston. Overall, his career win percentage... Is like 70, yeah, 71%, 54 and 22, 5 and 0 in bowl games. Overall, a solid recruiter and a very good offensive mind. Texas and Houston's offense were extremely explosive during the time there and developed Greg Ward and Sam Ellinger at the quarterback position, who neither were seen as like incredible recruits. So he can make the most out of those recruits that aren't the most talented but are solid talent. Runs a very rock-solid offensive scheme. And overall, again, has a lot of ties to the state of Texas. He also has some ties to the Midwest as well, which also is sort of an American area um, when he was the offensive coordinator at both Iowa State and Ohio State and is actually also the 2014 Broyles Award winner and won a national title with the Buckeyes in 2014. So again, I think this could be a very interesting hire. Especially with you, again, like I've reiterated multiple, multiple times with all of UAB's new and shiny new upgrades they have. Now, this is where we start to dip our feet in more controversial waters yet again. And this is Ed Orgeron, the former LSU head coach. Now, his time at LSU was very good. They went 50 and 20. And and they won a national title in 2019 and outside of his last two years where they finished 11 and 11, this guy was seen as one of the best coaches in college football and overall he hired great assistants. They were consistently getting really good head coach jobs and overall, I think a rebound at UAB is definitely possible. Um, again he has the personality for recruiting has an excellent personality for recruiting and he knows the south through and through is a southern guy through and through but there is a bit of baggage when it comes to Orgeron he was seen like hitting on one of his assist assistants wives and a bunch of some other nonsense that i can't even remember on the top of my head but I think overall, if UAB wants to go the risky but extremely high-reward route like the rest of these guys on these lists, I think it could actually end up being a very good hire for the Blazers. And he was also a National Recruiter of the Year in 2004, which shows how good he was at recruiting. Um, Next guy we have on the list is a familiar face, actually. This is a a coach UAB fans actually went up against, and that is Doc Holiday, the former Marshall head coach who was surprisingly fired in 2020 after the team kind of fell off um kind of the team fell off at the end of the season. He is eighty-five and fifty-four as a head coach, six and two in bowl games. He has one conference USA title, which they won in 2014, where they went thirteen and one, won the East Division three times. And he definitely knows how to recruit, especially in the state of Florida. And he's overall a very good defensive-minded head coach and was considered one of the best group of five head coaches. Um, he isn't as dominant as the other ones, and he is 65 years old. But overall, if he is interested in coaching again, I think UAB could be a solid spot. He, he's a good recruiter, knows that sort of areas very well. Has a ton and ton of experience, which I think UAB should go for first, if they can. Obviously, these guys want to have to take the job in order for this to even be a possibility. But we're assuming in all these scenarios, it is. I think this could also be a very, very interesting and overall just rock-solid hire that keeps UAB consistently anywhere from 8 to 10 wins a season. Now, the next one we have here is uber, uber, uber experience. Like, holy crap. Whew. Um, June Jones, the former Hawaiian SMU head coach. Now, he kind of got screwed over by Hawaii because Hawaii, for some reason, didn't want to offer him for more than two years. And I get he's 68, but he's the best head coach in your school's history. I mean, you're really going to disrespect him like that. But anyway, that's off topic. Um, this guy has a ton of experience. He actually was in the NFL from 1977 to 1981 as a quarterback, was a coordinator and position coach for multiple NFL and CFL teams. Um, and then he finally became the Hawaii head coach from 1999 to 2007, where he even also helped them um, to a New Year's Six Bowl and developed excellent quarterbacks like current Hawaii head coach Timmy Chang and the late Colt Brennan, rest in peace. So this guy knows what he's doing when it comes to quarterbacks. And in SMU, he had a few solid years there from 2008 to 14 as well. Um, and then ever since then, he was offensive coordinator at Capole High School and a head coach of both the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL and Houston Roughnecks of the XFL. And most recently, um. He's actually the offensive coordinator of the Seattle Dragons, the XFL. So I don't think this guy wants to coach for however long, however much longer. And overall, I think his NFL experience, because he was in the NFL for a long time in multiple positions and his expertise on offense, especially the run and shoot, which I think UAB definitely has the athletes to run it. If he can run it at Hawaii, who, in my opinion, definitely doesn't have as good as athletes right now as UAB, even back then, I think they can easily run it. He was a three-time WAC coach of the year 1999, 2006, and 2007. This guy has all the experience in the world, and even if it is short-term, it could be a successful stint, and then you have some other young guy learning under June Jones as a successor like this dude is is absolutely crazy when it comes to um when it comes to coaching and how long he's been doing he's currently 69 years old and overall as a head coach he is um 112 and 84 and then finally we have uh now, this guy may not leave his current school for different reasons, but I had to include him on here. It is Coach Prime, Dion Sanders of Jackson State. Um, he's only been there for one year, but his one year was pretty damn good. Outside of an ugly loss in the SWAC championship to South Carolina State, um, the team's defense was dominant all year, went 11-2 and this year. Is a super elite recruiter, can get multiple four and even a five star in Travis Hunter to play for him. Now, the only thing is he might not leave because, first of all, his son, Shadur Sanders, that quarterback, is also there. And I think he may start trying to build something, you know, trying to get the HBCUs more recognized to when they were really good in their glory days when they were winning a lot more. But I figured I had to at least mention him because UAB can pay almost four times Yeah, about almost yeah, almost four times as much as what Jackson State can. Um and again, UAB got new facilities, a new football field, so a lot of flash, and we all know Deion Sanders is a very flashy guy. Um and I think overall the transition would be an would be A very smooth one. And I think this, out of all these guys, Deion Sanders might be the biggest home run hire on this list. I think he would definitely be able to get the recruits along with with improved facilities, football field, and a team that is willing to invest in the football program way more than they've ever been in their history. I think Deion Sanders, if he was going to leave Jackson State, I think he should highly, highly, highly consider UAB as his next destination if the Blazers offer him the job or he wants to go to UAB. So that is it, folks. This is my list. I think I put together a very intriguing set of candidates for the Blazers, assuming Brian Vincent doesn't get the job. Obviously, it's more of what we're assuming. But I think I came up with a list of very unique candidates, a lot of different personalities, different fits, different schemes. And overall, I had a ton of fun researching this. It's almost kind of like you're searching prospects except for coaches and for a certain school. And they have one draft pick and they got to get it right. But overall, I had a super fun time doing this. I'm, hopefully you had an excellent time listening to me and the different candidates for the UAB Blazers head coaching job. I'm Tyler Feinstein. Have a good night. I'm out. Peace.